Well, what do you think? I mean, I mean, it's kind of a loaded question, isn't it? I mean, if it stinks, it stinks. It smells bad for everybody. Smell bad for you? Yeah. I mean, what do you want me to do? Make excuses for him? And let me ask the obvious question. Last week you said, obviously, Henry's still the starter. Is he still the starter? Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As I said, we have two really good quarterbacks. We had a chance to win. We didn't get it done. We'll go back to work tomorrow, uh, and we'll go to fixing it, and that's what we're, we're going to do. A um, lot of football season left, whole heck of a lot of football season left. And I tell you what, I saw a bunch of fighters in that locker room, a bunch of friggin' fighters on the sideline, and uh, that's a football team that's going to continue to improve and get better. They're going to fight to improve and get better. I don't know how many games we're going to win, but I know we're going to fight. Quarterbacks are like dogs. I mean, if you throw them a treat, then they respond. You know, they'll – they get smiles on their face, their tails wag, and you know, and then uh, you know, and then pretty soon they'll they'll be a little more affectionate towards you as far as throwing the ball your direction. You see, and we played some pretty good teams and beat some pretty good teams. You know, so we're we're headed that direction. We got a long way to go, but tonight sure was nice. Oh, welcome in to the latest episode of that. SEC Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined, as always, by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Balls on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee hober? <laughs> hey, buddy, what's going on? Oh, man, I can't believe it. Another weekend of action is finally here. We're going to make our picks. Mm-hmm. I'm getting fired up. Uh, I spell some upsets of brewing. How about you, Shane? <laughs> oh man, I I think it's going to be a I, this is obviously going to be the wildest weekend. Uh, we thought last weekend was going to be crazy, and it turned out it was. But I don't know, Mike. This is just something about week three feels like we're going to, like you said, see some upsets. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe get a little extra excitement later in the day. That's just what it feels like. It and we got both fan bases thinking they deserve a victory <laughs> at a lot of these games. So there's going to be some heartbroken fans too. So I'm looking forward to it. Yes, we're going to make our picks here in just a second. Shane, gotta mention the sponsors, Prize Picks. Head on over to PrizePicks.com and use that promo code SEC. If you want to get in on the action, some daily fantasy sports like we're doing here on the show. And, hey, I've got a couple of guys here, Shane. I think uh, I've, I've finally got some winners here for the prize picks, folks. Using Uh-oh. that using that promo code, they'll uh, double your initial deposit. How about this one, Shane? Our buddy, we're, we'll get to the game in a minute here, but old Terry Wilson used to be at Kentucky. Now mm-hmm. he's at New Mexico playing Texas A&M. I like Terry Wilson under... 185 passing yards. How about that? <laughs> yeah, I, that sounds very believable, Mike. <laughs> All right, how about this? Georgia receiver Jermaine Burton, one of the best receivers on that roster, over two and a half catches against South Carolina. I, I really like that one. Okay. All right, now. Now we got Kentucky quarterback Will Levis over two passing touchdowns playing UT Chattanooga. Come on, he gonna have two first. <laughs> he's gonna have two touchdowns in the first quarter, don't you think? <laughs> He just, he just scored one, Mike. Yeah, I think. <laughs> and then last but not least, this is my favorite one on the board. Isaiah Spiller, outstanding Texas A&M running back, playing mm-hmm. 
Terry Wilson in New Mexico. All he's got to do is score two rushing touchdowns. He's got to go over one. That's a lock, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's a lock. I think it's a rebound week, which we'll get to, and they do it through the running game. Yeah, so head on over to prizepicks.com. Remember that promo code SEC. All right, Shay, week three's finally here. You ready to make your picks? <laughs> Let's do it. Gambling. Who's anything about gambling? It's not gambling when you know you're going to win. Not only am I picking Toledo to cover, I'm picking Toledo to win outright. I can't kick your ass, BRG, you say that. <laughs> well, he kicked my ass regardless. <laughs> exactly. They're going to beat the brakes off Miami. You watch it. Mike, if Florida wins this damn game, I will sing the fight song Monday. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't happening, brother. Yeah, orange and blue. Waving forever, forever pride, old Florida, may she droop. Joking here. I, I forgot to hit record, so you got to do that again. Are you shitting me? No, I'm recording it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's start with uh, that game we just already kind of hit on here. New Mexico traveling to Texas A&M. Gigamag. Uh, this game is going to be a noon Eastern, 11 o'clock Central on the SEC Network. And them Aggies, Shane, favored by 30 <laughs> points. My goodness. <laughs> what do you like in this one? Oh, Mike. You know, I kind of went – let's let's not forget, them Lobos are 2-0, and baby. I mm-hmm. mean, they're, they're, not a, they're not a cupcake. They're not a pushover. But guess what, Mike? They're not in the Rocky Mountains either. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I think we had a – you know, I think about some of the great national championship runs, Mike, and, mm-hmm. and there's going to be a couple of these games sprinkled in like they had last week. And, and I think it, it's an eye-opener. I think it's a I, – I think this is where these guys see that these wins are not given. They're, they're earned. They're earned during the week. Plenty, plenty of mistakes they found during tape, and uh, and I think they correct it this week, Mike. I mean, we uh, what's before before we get into this? What's the quarterback situation? It's going to be Zach Calzada, Shane um, Hayes King. He's going to be out for a while. They they don't know the full timeline, but uh, several weeks he'll be out. Mm. And I think Calzada grew up last week, Mike. And I think he grew up there in the fourth quarter, which makes me think that this is his ball club. And I think they stretch it, man. I think they stretch the field. I think they remind the country um, why they're a top program. I mean, you're talking about a team that is 2-0 that is going the wrong way in the rankings. Uh, I don't want to see that. I think they bounce back. Texas A&M, and we're getting it out early, Mike. I like getting these locks over with, so they're not hanging over my head anymore. Texas A&M, 49. Mm. New Mexico, 7. Ooh, boy. This is not even a ball game, Mike. This is going to be an ass beating. How about this stat, Shane? I didn't believe it till uh, I looked it up. Texas A&M has never started 3-0 and under Jimbo Fisher. I know he's only been there a couple of seasons. It's go happen all Saturday with old New Mexico. I know, uh, you know, I was kidding around about Terry Wilson. Uh, you know, he, he did a good job there for Kentucky, but uh, there's a reason yeah. they got Will Levis in there. He did throw for 380 yards last week, Shane. So, uh, you know, they're letting him air it out. And like you said, New Mexico 2-0 and on the season. They've won four in a row. But, mm-hmm. of course, they play in a different league. And them Aggies have won yep. 10 in a row playing <laughs> in the SEC. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a contest. I think Texas A&M, 
has got to get uh, the ground game going after Colorado kind of, I'd say, won the line of scrimmage last week, as, as sad as mm-hmm. that is to admit. But uh, this offensive line still a work in progress. This is a get-right game before you go yep. into that matchup with Arkansas here in uh, the, the following week. So I'm right there with you, Shane. Texas A&M, 45 New Mexico, 14. I think the Aggies pulled their defensive starters a little bit earlier than you. Oh, 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 oh baby. Starting out with a bang. What the, <laughs> This is a nooner, right? This is a, this is, this is a snoozer. That's what this is, about <laughs> halftime. You're looking for something else to get into. <laughs> All right, how about this one, Shane? Georgia Southern at Arkansas. Woo pig! Them Razorbacks coming off the big win, 23-and-a-half point favorite. 4 o'clock mm-hmm. Eastern. Three o'clock central on the SEC network. Who do you like in this one? Well, clearly, man, I like them Razorbacks. But, Mike, the spread on this game is what, 23 and a half? Yes, sir. What worries me about the Razorbacks is uh is a letdown. We saw we saw them overlooking week one opponent. We now, do we mm-hmm. see them looking back on week three? And I think that's what we catch Arkansas in here. I think Arkansas Ooh. wins a game. But I think it's sloppy up front. I think the defense, you know, keeps Georgia Southern off the board. And, and of course, they win this thing. But I just don't like that point spread. So, give me Arkansas 24, Georgia Southern 10. Why do you hate the Razorbacks, Shane? I <laughs> know. <laughs> hey, 3-0, hey, oh, I think they'll take it, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, without a doubt. So, uh, no, I certainly – I think that is the biggest question mark with Arkansas. And, you know, as we're under Sam Pittman here, it's always – you know, it was like week one. You've never been favored before. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you rebound from a, a huge, huge win? Uh, I know they had some big wins last season, but none of them were quite like – putting a whooping on Texas, fans storming the field. I mean, mm-hmm. fans have been looking forward to that all year. So that is the big challenge. But I think uh, K.J. Jefferson, as each game goes, is is gaining more and more confidence. We saw that in the second half of the Rice game. We certainly saw it against Texas. And this defense, man, they're playing the lights out. Georgia Southern lost last week to FAU 38-6. to I do not see this one being a contest. I'm going to go Arkansas 38 38- Georgia State, or excuse me, Georgia Southern 10. Uh, Arkansas, I think they really need to come out and win this one big because they need that momentum. If they if they come out slow, uh, looking ahead to Texas A&M, uh, I don't know, that would be a little bit of a red flag for me. So I, I think Arkansas mm-hmm. continues continues to roll. Like it. I like it. All right, Shane, how about this one? I th- this is what I'm really curious to watch here. Mississippi State going on the road. Mm-hmm. To Memphis, four o'clock Eastern, three o'clock Central on ESPN two, and then Bulldog Shane favored <laughs> by three and a half on the road. Thoughts mm-hmm. on this one? Yeah, Memphis is a tricky team, man, and and it always is when it comes to SEC. These guys are not afraid of SEC opponents. Mm-mm. I think I think about when they played Old Miss a few years back. That that was a game. That a lot of people, myself included, thought Ole Miss was just going to go in there and 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 walk away with a victory. But I'm going to tell you right now, Michael, the gambler Norvell ain't up there anymore. <laughs> so I don't, I'm not, a, I I don't know if this is a Memphis team we should really be worried about because Mississippi State it was sloppy the week one. All right, we've we've got a few buddies coming at us about this Mississippi two and O team. Are they are they legit two and O team? Yes. 
You know, ugly victories are still victories, Mike. And and I think they they took away any doubt I had in them uh, last week. I mean, this this defense is legit. This is this is a ball club that's going to give Memphis a heart attack. And I, I I think they struggle to get points on the board. In fact, I've only got Memphis scoring uh, seven points in this game Ooh. because I've got Mississippi State winning. Getting that offense going, I think this is – I don't think this is a ball game, Mike. I think it's close there at the first, but, you know, the Pirate doesn't want any more comebacks. He doesn't want any more heart attacks. He wants to do like <laughs> he did with the NC State and put this thing away. So, give me Memphis 7, Mississippi State 35. Oh, damn, a whooping there in the Liberty Bowl. How about that, Shay? <laughs> That's it, baby. I think I think this I think Mississippi State's ranked next week. I think this is what I think they open up the country's eyes and they say, "Oh wait, man, they they really do got something down here." You know, I didn't realize uh, this series has went back so long. These teams have played. Uh, this will be the forty fifth meeting all time between the two. Mm-hmm. Mississippi State leads thirty three to eleven. The Bulldogs have won twelve in a row. Uh, here's some other stats for you, Shane. Will Rogers leads the nation thirty six completions per game. But this Memphis coach, man, he's uh, ten and four overall. His offense is lights out, Shane. They're they're scoring about mm-hmm. fifty points per game. So, mm-hmm. dang, this is a little bit of a danger zone for me, Shane. I like your pick, but you know, I could see, you know, I wouldn't be stunned. I guess I should say if this thing turns into a shootout. Yeah, and I think if it does. I think Memphis will win this game, Shane, if it's a shootout, mm-hmm. because I don't know if I have confidence in Mississippi State's offense right now to win a shootout. But that being said, I love me some Zach Arnett and this Mississippi State defense. So the game's going to come down to them and limiting mm-hmm. Memphis and this uh, potent offense that the Tigers got. So I'm right there with you. I'm not backing down. I'm not saying Memphis is going to win. I'm saying if it gets into a shootout, I think they do. Mm-hmm. So I'm going Mississippi State. 28 Memphis 24 Bulldogs <laughs> win on the road but again I, I caution you man if if this thing's a much more higher scoring game it, it'll get interesting I really do think Mike I, here's here's the problem you're putting too much in you're putting too much stock into Memphis do you know who they played last week Butch Jones. <laughs> Everybody beating Butch Jones. Come on now. And they beat Nicholas the week before. You know what, Mike? I, I, I don't like doing this. I don't like to do this. But consider this a twofer, Mike. I'm going to lock down this game because the more I think about it, I mean, hell, look at the spread I put on this thing. Mississippi <laughs> State is going to destroy Memphis. So, yes, give me – Double lock of the week. I mean, you could do what you want, Texas A&M. I feel more confident in this one than I do the the, the Aggies. But, yeah, I'm, I'm locking this one down, too. I'm making a lot of money this weekend. All of a sudden, after going 2-0 and <laughs> at his locks, my man's locking Look how everything I- down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how about this matchup, Shane? Uh, interesting game here. Central Michigan at LSU. Go Tigers. This is going to be a night game. 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central on the SEC Network. And Tigers favored by 19 points at home. Mm. Who do you like in this matchup? Oh, is Jim going to be at this one? Or has he got some other <laughs> scheduled surgery? <laughs> no, he's scheduled to be there. Yeah. You know, I, I tell you, I, I, I bashed Central Michigan the last time they came to town, and it almost bit me in the tail. Um, and LSU, I, I, I swear they've been in more of my parlays this year 
and I'm afraid to bet on him, Mike. I, yeah. I just I have no confidence in the LSU Tigers right now, and I hate that. They they, they looked terrible last mm-hmm. week. They looked even worse the week before. Uh, I th- I think Coach O is seriously being going to be on the hot seat here sooner than later, and and Central Michigan's not a bad program. So no. I like LSU to win this game. But I'm going to tell you, Mike, I have a feeling this is going to be an ugly game. It may come down in the fourth quarter, and, I, and it shouldn't. It really shouldn't. And maybe this is the week LSU decides to play college football, but I'm not <laughs> confident, man. I, I mean, you fool me once, shame on me. Fool me again, you know. I think however that saying goes, <laughs> you know, whatever. I ain't putting none of my damn money on them, I'll tell you that right now. So give me LSU to win this game, nasty game, uh, 28 Central Michigan, 24. Ooh. Yeah, I like a lot of what you had to say, Shane. Obviously, Central Michigan lost to Missouri 34-24 in the opener. But uh, I think all of a sudden that maybe uh, makes them look even better now that we've seen Missouri mm-hmm. go toe-to-toe with uh, Kentucky on the road. I was really impressed by their quarterback, Jacob Sermon. He, you know, I lost track of this guy, but uh, he was a five-star recruit signed with Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's a very talented guy. And then how about this? This is a key stat, I think, going into this one, Shane. Central Michigan's defense, number two in the nation, stopping the opponent on third down. Mm. LSU, 105th in the country in converting third down. So, man, this could be a nightmare matchup for uh, LSU on, on that key down in the game. And, you know, everything you said, I can't argue with it, man. I was I was the dumbass that had LSU winning <laughs> the West coming into the season. Uh, they have the talent. I believed in their coaches. Now I don't really believe in any of them. You know they gotta they gotta <laughs> go out there and do it. So I'm I'm with you. I would not be stunned if LSU outright loses this game. I think they'll win it. They'll find a way this week. But I'm locking this one up, Shane. LSU 30, Central Michigan 20. I like Central Michigan and the 19 points. <laughs> I'm right there with you, Mike. I mean, until they prove us wrong, and they probably will this week, Mike. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now that we've sold them down the river, they'll probably look like the team we thought they were. That's right. Coach O going to be shuffling to this thing when he's doing his morning run. And <laughs> I'll sell them. <laughs> now, how about this one, Shane? Interesting night game we got here. Tulane at Ole Miss. Howdy, howdy, Ole Miss. Uh, Ole Miss favored by 14 and a half. This is uh, 8 o'clock mm-hmm. Eastern, 7 o'clock Central on ESPN2. Who do you like in this matchup? Man, if you like points, you're going to like this game, Mike. Mm-hmm. What is the over-under on this thing? Like 85, 90? Uh, I don't have that. It, it don't matter, Mike, because <laughs> there's going to be a lot of points. Tulane's a good program. A lot of people overlook them, man. But I tell you, they, they gave Oklahoma a run for their damn money. Mm-hmm. And Ole Miss could very easily overlook a team like Tulane. And I don't think they will. I think this game's going to be closer than we'd like. But I'm telling you right now, the thing, the fact of the matter is Ole Miss has got one of the best damn offenses in the country. Mm-hmm. And the defense is improving. But it ain't going to be enough to keep Tulane off the scoreboard, unfortunately. I think this thing comes down to the fourth quarter, brother. And I think it comes down to Matt Carell in the arm and pulling away. I even got him winning the spread. I think I think Ooh. it's tight going into the fourth, but I got Ole Miss pulling away, winning by 17 points. So, give me Ole Miss 49. And what's 17 minus that? I don't even know. 32. 30s, 32. Mm-hmm. Can that be a score? Sure. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Uh, let's, do, let's do that. Ole Miss, 
31. I think that's 18, Mike. I think my math's off a little bit there. <laughs> <laughs> I still got Ole Miss covering. But I'm telling you, this this is one of those games uh, I think goes back and forth to the fourth quarter. Yeah, and I think you stole my score there, Shane. But uh, we'll get to that in a minute. But, uh, <laughs> you know, this is another – I don't want to call it a rivalry, but they have a long history of these two. Ole Miss leads 43-28. to 28, So, they played a ton. Ole Miss mm-hmm. has won 11 in a row. Matt Corral, how about this stat, Shane? Leads the SEC 376 yards of total offense a game. And, you know, we were wondering who will emerge for the Rebels as the number mm-hmm. one receiver. Dontario Drummond leads the SEC 284 receiving yards. He's killing it. So they got their guy. But like you said, man, this Tulane team is dangerous. They're a- yeah. averaging 52 points per game. That's incredible. But here's here's the difference. Here's where they ain't got a defense, brother. Pass defense efficiency, pass defense efficiency, number 90 in the country. You do not want to be facing Matt Corral and Drummond when you got the number 92 pass defense in the nation. So uh, this thing, I'm kind of with you there. I could could certainly see some fireworks. I think it's going to be a very entertaining late night game here on ESPN. I think that's why they selected it because they think it's going to be some fireworks. But uh, this will just help the Heisman campaign of Matt Corral. I got Ole Miss 48, Tulane 30. I got the Rebels covering the spread. All right, nice. You- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I thought I lost you there. Mm-hmm. And next on the docket here, interesting game. Uh, the Battle of the Nerds, if you will. Stanford at Vanderbilt, anchor down. 8 o'clock mm-hmm. Eastern, 7 o'clock Central on ESPNU. Stanford, favored by 12 and a half points. These two have never met in football. Who do you like in this game? Mm, man, Mike. You know, Stanford, a lot of people don't know this, but there's a reason we're talking about a USC opening. Yep. And that's because uh, the Stanford trees or whatever the hell they go by <laughs> – <laughs> laid pine to them Trojans up there and, and ended up getting some man fired. The problem, Mike, is where do you go from there? I, I think Stanford is overlooking Vanderbilt. And I know that sounds crazy, but when they look at Vandy, they see a team that lost to ETSU. I mean, that's what a lot of SEC fans see. Mm-hmm. And you want to talk about upsets, Mike, I think we got another one brewing here in Nashville in oh. your neck of the woods. I love – I love the rebound Vanderbilt had last week. I mean, you talk about laying it on the line. You, you, we just joked about the ETSU. But going up there to Colorado and coming away with a victory was huge for this program. Mm-hmm. It's huge for morale. It's huge for this coaching staff. And I think they build on that coming into this week. Got to have a Stanford team overlooking you. They're just coming in there. They think they're going to get a victory. And I think they're going to get a tough-fought ball game. And give me – the first big upset of the week. This is going to be Vanderbilt 24, Stanford 21. Ooh. Yeah. The spread on this is what, 12, I believe? 12 and a half is what I got it at. Yeah. 12. Yeah. I like I like Vandy to not only cover the spread, but have the upset. Hmm. I don't know about that one, Shane, because, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you said, Stanford, of course, they did lose in the opener at Kansas State, so maybe they're just going to be now. inconsistent, you know, all season long. But I uh, went back and watched a little bit of that uh, USC-Stanford game, and what they did, they inserted quarterback Tanner McKee. All he did was throw for three touchdowns, 234 yards. So if he can do that against USC, even though they 
they had a coach who was uh, one foot out the door getting fired. And I know it's a yep. different story at Vanderbilt, but uh, I'm not thinking that, you know, I'm not saying they're as bad as they were against ETSU. And certainly they turned right around and beat Colorado State. So you got to give uh, Vanderbilt a ton of respect. I think they can have some success against Stanford, but I'm not willing to go as quite as far as you, Shane. I got Stanford winning and covering the spread. I'm going them trees, 28, Vanderbilt, <laughs> 10. Mm. You hate Vanderbilt. Why do you live there? Why do you even live in Nashville, Mike? I couldn't get into Vanderbilt, damn it. I had to go to Tennessee. <laughs> All right, how about this one, Shane? SEC East battle, South Carolina at Georgia. Oh, dog, sick him. <laughs> 7 o'clock mm-hmm. Eastern, 6 o'clock Central on ESPN. The Bulldogs favored by 32 points. My word. Who do you, mm. like, who do you like in this matchup? Mike, I mean, it's hard not to think about two years ago because it's going to be brought up about a billion times during this <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah. The upset must champ. Will he have his glasses on? Will he have them off? <laughs> we don't know, but we're going to find out. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of things. I'm telling you, Mike, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong here. And I'm South Carolina has got something up there. They 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 they, they still got a ways to go though. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, the, I watched that game last. I've watched probably more South Carolina football than I've ever wanted to, Mike, the last couple of weeks. And and it, it just feels like they're just almost there and they're not. And they've not even faced a program like the Georgia Bulldogs. Right. I mean, Bulldogs is a national contender. And uh, for us to say that South Carolina really got a shot here, they've got – I mean, the stars have got to be aligned. they got to have a healthy quarter. they gotta, they got to be – they got to truly be two dimensional and I just don't see them doing that. And unfortunately that plays right in favor of the Georgia Bulldogs, which hasn't allowed a touchdown in forever. And I'm going to tell you right now, Mike, I don't think they allow one this weekend. Mm. I'm sorry, South Carolina fans. Two and O is great. I'm glad you got a good coach and I think you've got the ingredients. It's just, you're you're young and and you've got, you've got a ways to go. And we all know that. And I think it gets exposed um saturday south carolina six georgia 35 so i do like them to cover the spread i just i don't know I, georgia defense is is mighty nasty and if they put if they watch the same film i did mike they're gonna find ways to expose these gamecocks mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's hard to argue with uh, anything you just said right there uh you know georgia national contender south carolina is just trying to contend with trying to make it to a bowl game. You know, it's just yeah. it's where these programs are at this point in time. But this is such a difficult game for me to predict because we don't know if JT Daniels is going to play. We don't know if Luke Doty's going to play. Uh, I'm still waiting to really see Kevin Harris emerge for the South Carolina Gamecocks. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. they if they're going to make this thing competitive, they're going to need him, and they're going to need him at full strength. So maybe this is uh, kind of like going into the season. We circled this as the Kevin Harris – you know, let's hold him off till this one because they're going to need him. So, uh, forecast calling for rain. I think uh, potentially that helps South Carolina kind of muck up this game. Mm-hmm. You know, Georgia has dominated this series historically, but since South Carolina has joined the SEC, it's, it's uh, 19 to 10 overall. So, you know, yeah. they've, they've made it competitive. There's been a lot of upsets in this game. I certainly don't see an upset coming. But I'm right there with you. I think South Carolina can cover the spread. I think Shane Beamer and company, they got too much fight in them to lay down. And 
30, right. 32 points in the SEC. I don't care how good of a team you are. That's a lot of points to, to give, especially early in the season. So I'm going Georgia 38, South Carolina 10. And, uh, you know, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if South Carolina makes it a little bit closer. I'll say that. Mm. <laughs> so, so what was their final again? One more time. I had it 38 to 10. Okay, I was just doing my math here, Mike, just seeing which way you went. All right. Now, I think it's going to be a good – don't get me wrong. I, I I hope that it's a good game, but I am I, – I am, Mike, I'm just afraid because it, you cannot be one-dimensional right. against the Georgia Bulldogs, and you really can't because guess what, man? They got freaking Jordan Davis sitting up there, mm-hmm. and he's going to eat up whoever you put back there at running back. So, I, I don't know, just what the – the pros of South Carolina versus the cons of Georgia, it's just it, it just favors the Bulldogs so much. So yeah, uh, yeah, really bad right, matchup so. for the Gamecocks. Hey, I may be wrong, Mike. That's what they make upsets for. So, uh, <laughs> and and we'll definitely get on there having a emergency podcast. But I, that's a that's going to be a tough ball game for them. All right, Shane. Time for the two big matchups here this weekend in the SEC: Auburn, War Damn Eagle, going on the road to Penn State, seven thirty Eastern, six thirty Central on ABC nationally televised. Penn State favored by five and a half points. Who do you like in this matchup? Oh man, the wide out, you know, this is this is they've been chanting they want the Auburn Tigers. This is Penn State. I'm telling Penn State, similar similar to Stanford that I was telling you earlier. Stanford and Vanderbilt game, you watch that one. Uh, Stanford's expecting to win. I'm telling you, nobody's expecting a expecting a vig- victory. Golly, geez. Nobody's expecting a victory more than Penn State right now, Mike. I'm telling you, they, they they do not think that this is going to be a ball game. They they look at a new coach. They look at last year's stats. They look at who's all, who all has Auburn played. We're just going to, you know, we're they're on cloud nine. They're already thinking about next week, Mike. They're making plans. There may be a few people up there doing a wedding after this thing, you know. That's just how confident they are that they're going to beat the Auburn Tigers, and I'm here to tell you right now, Mike. I don't think it's gonna happen. Uh-oh. I think. That, <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, I'm thinking. I'm. I feel like this is gonna be a good upset weekend. There's gonna be a couple teams coming up. I've already said Vandy. I'm now gonna say them Auburn Tigers pulling off the upset, going up there, cross enemy lines, and sneaking away with a victory here. Auburn Tigers, 35. Penn State, 21. I think they get the Ooh, lead early. And they, no, hell no, because they lean on tank the rest of the game. Penn State's just going to be playing from behind. They're going to have all kinds of interceptions. Them fans travel well. I just think that Auburn takes the lead early and just leans on that running game, and Penn State just can't. Can't compete. I mean, because let's not let's not forget the fact that if you are if you're doing apples and apples here, I think that Penn State has a worse defense than Auburn. And I think that really shows up late in the game here. Well, Shane, I mean, how can you argue with Tank Bigsby and that Auburn defense the way they've been playing? That's something we hit on with our uh, preview earlier in the week here. But, Mm -hmm. you know, one guy that uh, I've been studying hard this week and Arkansas fans know good and well what a horrible coach Chad Morris is. I think uh, Auburn fans are quickly finding out how bad that guy was. 
Because how about this stat, Shane? I, I keep seeing everybody and their mother. They're they're citing Bo Nix. You know, he's a different guy on the road than he is at home. Well, mm-hmm. he, he's playing, you know, some of the toughest teams in the country when he does that. And he had Gus Malzahn. He had Chad Morris as his coaches. Now he's got Brian Harson. Now he's got Mike Bobo. And these stats come courtesy of our buddy SEC stat cat Clark Brooks. Bo Nix, Shane, leads the SEC in first down mm-hmm. touchdown rate. Half of his completions are going either for a first down or a touchdown this season. He's the SEC's most successful passer as a drop back, you know, a drop back passes 67%. He's completing those. He's the SEC's mm. most accurate deep passer, 66% completion. He's the SEC's most successful passer on third down. 83% of the passes are being completed. And he has the lowest uncatchable pass rate with only five of his passes being uncatchable. So I think we're getting a new Bo Nix too. And Mm -hmm. once again, that favors Auburn. I'm not saying Bo Nix is going to go up there and throw for 500 yards or something. They don't need him to. They need him to make key plays on critical downs like third down, like in the red zone. He's been thriving. And what's going to happen when this Penn State defense sucks up to stop tank? Bo Nix is going to hit him over the top. You know, so uh, one more stat for you, Shane. Penn State, number 90 in the nation, stopping teams on third down. Auburn, number 12 in the nation, in converting on third down. Mm. So, man, there are a lot of matchups in this game that favor Auburn. I think it's a new era there. Honda Morristown special. (laughs) Auburn Tigers 24, Penn State 23. I think it's going to be a really tight ball game. But uh, give me the Auburn Tigers pull up the upset on the road. And I think uh, Auburn's going to be the big story of the weekend here. Absolutely. And James Franklin's been over at South Southern Cal there for the last two days, probably. So <laughs> he, he's done he's done signing the paperwork. So yeah, he's got one foot out. I think Auburn's coming to play. This this program wants to show everybody that that they're legit, that they're not just a fluke. Uh, you know, because you could l- easily look at that schedule and you could articulate the first few games were cupcakes. But mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now, that they, they mean business. And this fan base is so excited, so damn pumped up. And I want to, cont- I want to, just want to see it grow. And I, I mean, and the fact that I just hate Penn State, Mike. So yeah, that's happening this weekend. All right. Upset. All right, Shane. Last game here, all Alabama, number one in the country. Roll Tide. Number eleven, Florida, mm-hmm. in the swamp. Gators favored by fourteen and a half points. Three thirty Eastern, two thirty Central on CBS. The first SEC on CBS game that we're getting of the season. Alabama's beating Florida seven in a row. Nick Saban, 10-0 versus Dan Mullen. Who do you like in this matchup? Everybody's like, oh, look at all the upset Shane's picking. He's just going to keep picking them. He's going to pick them <laughs> Florida Gators. Pull off the upset. Get Alabama Crimson Tide. I can't do it, Mike. I can't do it. And I'm going to tell you why. Because what I've seen from Alabama this year has blown my mind. I never – I mean, we all knew that they reload. I, we know that they're deep. We know that they've got a good quarterback, good running game. The defense is going to be legit. But when they came out and just whooped Miami's ass, I was just like a kid in a candy store. And I could not, I could not believe how lucky – Crimson Tide fans are, <laughs> you know. What I mean, <laughs> to to wake up and get to root for them is just not fair. And 
I'm not saying Florida's got a bad program because I don't. I love the confidence of these kids coming out here. We've been playing it all week. I love the confidence of this fan base. They think they belong. They think they can compete, and they probably can, Mike. But you're asking for my opinion, and I'm looking at Florida, and I'm seeing a couple of question marks coming into this game. Florida needed to play flawless football week one and week two, and they didn't. I think they still got this quarterback controversy going around. I, I, I That part drives me nuts. They're allowing these teams to score more points than I think they deserve, and you cannot do that going into an Alabama team that has no mistakes right now. Mm-hmm. Now, they've got a few injuries, but they've, they've been playing lights out. And that's why I've got to pick Alabama to win this game, 42. Florida Gators, 21. I got them even covering the spread here, Mike. Dang. Yeah, I mean, it's Alabama. How You know, they can't argue with anything you said. Uh, but credit Florida, man. They've got the number one rushing offense in the country, over 381 mm-hmm. yards per game. And this was after having number one passing offense last year. So, once again, we got to credit Dan Mullen for – his ability to adjust to his personnel on a season-to-season basis. He's doing a great job doing that. Uh, how about this one, Shane? Alabama's won 42 games in a row when they op- they score a touchdown on the opening possession. So it'll be critical that these Gators stop Bryce Young and company on the opening drive. If, you know, if Alabama comes out here and scores a touchdown, it's going to play out exactly like you just said. It's going to be a whooping. Mm-hmm. You've got to keep yeah. this crowd in the game. It's going to be hot. It's going to be loud. I'll be interested to see how many Alabama fans, you know, because I assume they're going to want to, you know, get their tickets and go to the swamp because they don't get to do it that often. So I'm hoping Mm -hmm. for Florida's sake, none of those Florida fans have sold their tickets to uh, Alabama fans. We'll see how that goes. Bryce Young, seven passing touchdowns in his first two starts. That's an Alabama record. Mm -hmm. We got to corral him. But he's not done it under pressure. And what does Todd Grantham do? If nothing else, he pressures the hell out of the quarterback. So that's going to be key to the game. I think uh, you got to – the only chance Florida's got in this ballgame, it it cannot be a high-scoring game like you've got it here, 42 points for Alabama. There's no chance in hell Florida wins if Alabama scores 42. I think they got to hold them under probably about 24 points if Mm -hmm. Florida's got any chance in this game. And, you know, I think it's really going to come down to Florida's ability to pass the ball on Alabama because they've struggled to do it against uh, FAU and USF to a degree, you know. So, yeah. uh, Anthony Richardson, I really wish he was 100% because I think they should unleash him in this game. Uh, but, of course, they're, Dan Mullen's not going that way. He's starting Emory Jones, and I just don't think Florida can win with uh, Emory Jones as their quarterback. I think the only shot they've got is having Anthony Richardson take over. But with a limited Anthony Richardson, that's probably unfair to even ask him to do that. So Mm -hmm. I'm right there with you, Shane. I think Alabama wins this game. How can you go against Alabama in any game to win outright? But I do like Florida to cover the spread. I think it'll be a little bit closer than what you got it. I got Alabama 30, Florida 24 I think it's a four-quarter game, but in the end, uh, I think uh, Bryce Young and company, I mean, he's just so poised, even in his first road start. uh, I think he'll be just fine, and he'll lead Alabama to a tough, hard-fought win. Golly. Hey, that's the beautiful thing about it, Mike, is we're going to find out. We're going to find out real soon. Is Shane an idiot or is Shane on to something here? (laughs) (laughs) 
Now we've got, I may be. Oh, go ahead. I don't. I don't. Want, I'm sorry. I. I just. This is such a big game, and I. I don't want to. You know, just make you think that I. I think Florida and Alabama don't belong in the same field because I do. Mm-hmm. It's just I think this is going to be one of those situations that if Florida and maybe they get the opportunity play each other later in the year uh-huh. that we look back that that they I think they have a better shot. It's just at na- right now. There's a benefit for Alabama playing in week three. I just think yeah. they're better prepared. Well, we got three other games real quick, Shane, to hit on here, all against FCS opponents, so no spreads for any of these or anything. But UT Chattanooga at Kentucky, anything you'll be looking for from the Wildcats this weekend? Uh, Just uh, no, just domination, the <laughs> rebound. I, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I want to yeah. see – no, no injuries. That would be a good one. Get these starters out sooner than later. Mm-hmm. I want to see a little bit more from the running game. Um, uh, not that Rodriguez didn't get enough playing time, but you know, there's. I want to see smoke out there a little bit. I want to see a little bit more of the rushing attack. And I want to see Will Levis take care of the ball. I mean, I, he has been for the most part, but uh, he's had an interception in every game that I think's been on him. And then, of course, Rodriguez had the the fumbles, so we got to clean that up. So uh, we yeah. got we got to get that cleaned up going into uh, SEC's play on the on the other side. Now, how about this one? Simu, they're called Southeast Missouri State. How's that even a name? At Missouri, <laughs> what do you want to see from the Tigers here? Uh, bounce back. Uh, I I want to see a, I want to see a, a good, clean, balanced game, um, clean jersey from my quarterback. Mm-hmm. I want to see this line start to take back over. Uh, you know, they they hit – they Kentucky, they played well, but they started slow. I just want to see a quick start here. And for me, Shane, I want to see them stop at run. They've, they have, When you're playing CMU, <laughs> you've got to suffocate <laughs> the run. I mean, Central Michigan, yeah. Kentucky, those are – Obviously, different caliber teams, but they ran all over Missouri. So, this is a game I think Steve Wilkes and company gain their confidence. Uh, hopefully, they get a shutout in this one, and that'll give them something, some momentum moving into uh, SEC play. All right, last yeah. but not least, Shane, Texas – or Texas Tech. Tennessee Tech at Tennessee. What you want to see from your Vols this weekend? Oh, man. I, I want to see – obviously, the easy answer is quarterback play. Mm-hmm. I want to see either Milton come out, Hooker come out, somebody come out, Bailey. I don't I don't, I don't, don't care if it's the damn punter, Mike. I just want to see somebody <laughs> come out there and throw the ball, build some confidence because for this offense to work, they've got to have a downfield presence. Yeah. And if they can't – if they can't connect on that – then we're going to have a lot of three and outs, and it's going to be a long ass season. So I want to see. So I want to see who's our quarterback. This is a good confidence builder type game, you know. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there is another answer than the quarterback. And Mm-mm. for me, if it's Joe Milton, he's got to hit these deep balls. Otherwise, we yeah. cannot play his ass. And if it's Hendon no. Hooker or Harrison Bailey, which certainly would be Hendon Hooker, I would think. I want to see uh, the timing get a little bit better, and he's got to protect the football. So uh, there's there's different things to see from each quarterback, but uh, clearly that's going to be the story because their issues have got to be solved because next week they're going to the swamp, and they Mm -hmm. have got to play flawless football if they've got any (laughs) chance of beating the Florida Gators in the swamp during a night game, no less. Oh, for sure, man. They put that <laughs> 7 o'clock. I was like, man, we couldn't play this thing at noon? <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, hey, another 
Pickham's show in the books here. Yeah. Uh, cannot wait for some of these games. And, you know, outside of the big marquee games, maybe not a ton of games that fans, you know, casual fans go look at and say, well, what's up with this slate? But this is usually this, the ones where we get massive, massive upsets. So, uh, and I cannot wait to see what happens. I'm hoping that there are some upset specials, maybe some emergency podcasts. I'll definitely be hopping on the law, the line one way or another for an updated SEC power rankings like I did last week. But got anything yep. else before we hop off the line here? No, Mike. I, I just – I don't know. Week three feels like got a few upsets brewing. So – and there's probably some upset fans that didn't pick their team. But, <laughs> you know, odds are I'm probably wrong on half these picks. So, we'll <laughs> – We'll see, man. If Florida, like I said, if Florida Gators come out and win this thing, I'd love to get on here and talk and talk with you. But until then, we, you know, we're just gonna we're gonna find out sooner or later. So that's that's the best part, Mike. Absolutely. Well, buddy, that's gonna do it for another episode. I appreciate you hopping on the line. I appreciate each and every one of you for hanging out with us. We'll catch you on the next one and enjoy this weekend. All right. See you guys. Go balls.